welcome to Population Health Plugin, a show highlighting current public health topics in our community and things of interest to students across the university. My name is Mina Nabavi, and I'm a program manager in the Office of Public Health Practice at the UAB School of Public Health. Today, we are joined by Dr. Andrzej Kulczewski, Associate Professor in UAB's School of Public Health's Department of Healthcare Organization and Policy. Dr. Kulczewski, research is focused around reproductive health, women's health, and vaccine administration. He is currently a member of the Alabama Adult and Adolescent Vaccine Task Force, whose mission is to bring together organizations with a common goal in order to increase Alabama adolescent and adult vaccination rates. The task force has a specific focus on HPV vaccination for adolescents, which leads us to why we've asked him to speak with us. So January is Cervical Health Awareness Month, and we wanted to highlight issues related to cervical cancer, the human papillomavirus or HPV disease, and the importance of vaccinating for HPV. So thank you, Dr. Kulczewski, for being here today and taking time out of your schedule to talk with me. I got quite a few questions for you today. Well, thanks, Bina. Appreciate it. Wonderful. So to get us started, can you tell us what HPV is? We've heard the term, but can you explain exactly what the human papilloma virus is? Well, HPV stands indeed for human papilloma virus. That's not to be confused, of course, with HIV and HSV, herpes simplex viruses, and human immunodeficiency virus that can lead to AIDS. So similar acronyms, but very different viruses. All three, in fact, are sexually transmitted. Um, HPV is, in fact, the most common STI. It can affect almost 80 million Americans, most in their late teens and early 20s, and it can cause health problems, including cancers. It's highly contagious, and it affects the skin and moist membranes of the body, such as the cervix, anus, mouth, and throat. And it's an infection that causes warts in various other parts of the body, depending on the strain, and it can lead to some cancers. So it's estimated that about 80% of people, that's males and females, will have at least one type of HPV at some point in their lifetime. But, thank, uh, but many people with HPV don't develop any symptoms like warts on the genitals or surrounding skin, um, although they can still infect others through sexual contact. And there are many different types of HPV, and some HPV types can cause more serious health problems, including cancers. But there are, thankfully now, since 2006, there are vaccines now that can stop these health problems from happening. Wow, I did not realize that it's estimated 80% of the population um, could have a, a strain of HPV at one point in their life. Is there a way to determine who will develop cancer? Like, What are the risk factors for developing mm. cancer from HPV? Yes, that's a key question. Uh, well, just as there's, there's, there's no real way to predict who will or won't clear the virus on its own, and likewise, unfortunately, it's also the case that there is no easy way to determine who among those with HPV will go on to develop cancer or other health problems. There are risk factors and some behaviors that put you at particular risk. Certainly people with weak immune systems, including those with HIV AIDS, they may be less able to fight off HPV 
and they may also be more likely to develop uh, health problems from HPV. And it depends whether you come across a high risk strain type of HPV, and particularly if you're subjected to persistent infection with it. Um, risk factors can also include involvement with multiple sex partners and a history of infection with genital HPV. If you're a woman over the age of 30, um, 25 according to the American Cancer Society guidelines, but it's still around 30, your OBGYN can now also give you an HPV DNA test along with a pap test. And this test can detect whether you have a type of HPV that can cause cervical cancer. So that's useful. But I think it's important we should just back off a moment and mention how HPV can spread. And that's primarily um, by sexual contact uh, and through skin-to-skin -skin contact. Uh, it's by having unprotected vaginal, anal, or oral sex with someone who has the virus. And you don't have to have sexual intercourse, in fact, to catch HPV, although that's the primary way, the virus can be transmitted through touching or genital contact, oral or anal sex. And there's evidence to suggest that deep kissing can even spread HPV. And although it's quite unlikely, HPV may be passed on by um, mother to an unborn baby during pregnancy or delivery, but transmission from mother to infant through breastfeeding is now thought to be very rare, unlikely. HPV can be passed even when an infected person has no signs or symptoms. And uh, well, just to recap, HPV is widespread. It's asymptomatic. It's uh, thankfully most often self-resolving. And the majority of people infected by HPV will not experience any health issues. But if the virus does not resolve, it can lead to some serious diseases. And in most cases, it's, there isn't an easy way to determine who's going to develop cancer. Gotcha. And so, you know, the point of, you know, there are tests available, you know, it's really important for women to go to their doctor regularly um, to be screened for this because you can still have HPV and pass it on to someone else without showing any signs or symptoms. So how does HPV cause cancer? Can you talk about that a bit? Thankfully, uh, most people can clear it within one to two years, but HPV infection persists in some people. And certainly for those unfortunate people, uh, HPV lies dormant in their bodies and it can resurface years, decades later as an HPV related cancer. HPV can be classified as either low risk or high risk. Um, and it's the high risk strains that may turn into cancer. And researchers believe that it can take from typically from 10 to 20 years, sometimes even more, uh, for a new infection with high risk HPV to develop into cancer. So can you talk a bit more about the health problems caused by HPV? You've talked about it can cause warts and cancer. Can you expand on that a bit? Sure. So in most cases, uh, as mentioned, HPV goes away on its own and it doesn't cause health problems. But when it does not go away, um, it can cause these health problems like genital warts and in worst case, cancer. And the most common symptom is warts. Uh, so these flesh-colored bumps on the skin that grow alone or form into clusters that look like kind of a cauliflower shape. 
And you probably won't feel the warts, but sometimes they can itch or burn. Genital warts can grow on the vagina, vulva, cervix, or anus in females, and on the penis, scrotum, or anus in males. So genital warts, um, a healthcare provider can usually diagnose warts by looking at the genital area. And um, they, but thankfully, genital warts are now becoming much rarer among young people in countries where HPV vaccination rates have risen to high levels. HPV is the causal agent. It's now thought of about 5% of all cancers worldwide. Cancer often takes years, even decades, to develop after a person gets HPV. There are, uh, as mentioned, about 200 strains of HPV. Of those, around 13 can cause cancer. Uh, so it's thankfully not many, but it's it's enough. And the strange, the strains which are most associated with HPV-related cancers then are. Uh, the 16 and 18, and cervical cancer is the most common HPV-associated cancer among women. In fact, it's now known to be responsible for almost all cervical cancers, over 99%. It's the rates of anal, penile, and the head and neck cancers in men that are rising dramatically these uh, oropharyngeal cancers that are coming into sharper focus now. Um, these, some of these are often caused by tobacco and alcohol, but HPV is now known to be the cause of some 70% of oropharyngeal cancers. And uh, usually that's sexual activity with oral sex being with someone who has HPV being the most common way to get it. That's, you know, a, a range of health problems, unfortunately, caused by, by HPV. So what are the symptoms of HPV? How would someone know if they have HPV? Right. So that, that's a tough question because, unfortunately, HPV does not have any symptoms. So you may not know if you have it. It will likely only become apparent for following a diagnosis with a HPV-related cancer uh, many years later or diagnosis with genital warts. Uh, so it's impossible to tell when someone became infected with HPV. And um, that's because the virus can lay dormant in one's body for many years. So it's difficult to determine from which Sexual partner, too, one may have contacted the infection if you've had more than one in recent years. And it may well have resulted from more from one single sexual incident. And a misconception is that once people discover that they have an HPV-related cancer, they assume, they may assume that the partner had been unfaithful or had many partners, but that's not necessarily true. And that keeps me going back to that um, comment that you made at the beginning that 80% of the population at one point may have, the, have a strain of HPV. So let's dive into some numbers. We're in the School of Public Health. We like data. Yeah. So <laughs> how common is HPV and the health problems caused by HPV? Uh, yes. So yes, unfortunately, it is very common. It's widespread. By the end of one's lifetime, about 80% of uh, the population may have been exposed and caught HPV. Uh, it, recent estimates until sort of HPV vaccination became 
it's become more common um, among younger people. But it was around 80 million Americans, 79 million is the statistic often bandied about, most in their late teens and early 20s being infected with HPV. So that's huge. And that uh, also means about 14 million people become newly infected each year. So it's common, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's that common that almost everyone who's sexually active will get it at some time in their life if they don't get the vaccine. And most new infections also occur in uh, younger people, 15 to 24-year-olds. But good news is that cervical cancer's rates have been declining, but my goodness, it's still quite common. It's about 33 women diagnosed, uh, 33 new cases diagnosed each day. Uh, that amounts to about 12,000 women per year. Uh, so uh, that's a lot. Uh, obviously, um, it's preventable. Uh, more than 4,000 women die from cervical cancer still, uh, despite the availability of screening and treatment. In many cases, those are underserved women, underscreened or not screened. And of course, there are the other cancers caused by HPV that occur in people uh, every year, about uh, 7,000 new cases of vaginal and vulvar cancer in women. Close to 4,000 will get anal cancer, and at least uh, 2,000 200 men um, recent uh, years uh, will get anal cancer per year. So that's pervasive. Oropharyngeal cancers, those, um, again, the head, neck, and throat ones, they are usually acquired through sexual activity. And uh, um, the, uh, the rates, the incidence rates in men now as of the last few years, they've started to outnumber cases of cervical cancer in women. So uh, that really is a, um, a rising problem in, in contrast to most cancers. So 16,200 diagnoses in men each year uh, recently uh, of these cancers, um, about four times more so than new, can new cases in women. So these rates increasing in men or pharyngeal cancers, whereas the incidence of cervical cancer in women are just about uh, stable or declining. Right, and screening, you know, it's, it's shocking to hear that, you know, 4,000 women, and that's in the U.S., right? 4,000 women each Sorry, year rates, yes, absolutely. die from cervical cancer when there are screenings available. So can you talk a, a, a bit about you know, testing to determine if someone has HPV and the different tests for men versus women. Uh, yes, so certainly it requires a medical diagnosis, lab tests or imaging. Um, uh, anyone who's sexually active, of course, can get HPV, as mentioned, even if you've had sex with only one person. And you can also develop symptoms years after if you've, um, after you've had sex with someone who's been infected. So that makes it hard to know when you first became infected. Um, so women should attend their cervical screening, cancer screening sessions to help prevent cervical cancer. And the pap test has been widely credited for detecting early signs of HPV related cervical cancer and for saving countless lives. 
So that's great. But now women over the age of 30 can also have an HPV DNA test. And along with the pap test, this can detect whether you have a type of HPV that can cause cervical cancer. Cervical cancer screening with HPV testing is now increasingly recommended. And it can be, it's clinically superior to pap tests in preventing invasive cervical cancer and precancers. Um, and that can improve um, screening rates that are still a bit low. Uh, for men, unfortunately, there are no routine screening guidelines for men and the cancers caused by HPV. Um, if an individual notices any changes on his genitals or anus, such as growth, blisters, warts, or other skin abnormalities, then obviously they should consult their physician immediately. Using condoms can help reduce the risk of spreading HPV, but those, um, they're, they're only partially effective. Uh, I mean, they because they don't cover the whole genital area. And most high-risk types, though, are preventable by the better quality HPV vaccine now available, um, uh, Gardasil 9. So that's, that's great. Uh, and it's the HPV vaccine that's the best means to protect against HPV-related cancers and diseases. But there is no test to find out a person's HPV status except for the HPV tests that can be used to screen for cervical cancer. And that's now recommended um, for women uh, aged 30 years and older, increasingly younger women than that. So is there a treatment for HPV or the health problems caused by HPV? Is there a cure? Um, well, there's no cure or treatment for the virus itself, uh, but instead treatment focuses on managing any symptoms. Um, there are treatments for, them for the health problems that HPV can cause. Uh, so genital warts can be treated by your healthcare provider or with prescription medication. Oftentimes, warts may go away on their own, but if left untreated, they can stay the same or grow in size or number. That's the risk. And HPV-related cancers are also more treatable when diagnosed and treated early. Cervical precancer can be treated. It's important to note that women who get routine pap tests and follow-up as needed can identify problems before cancer develops. And certainly HPV testing is pretty effective. So treatment can help even if the condition can't be fully cured. And treatment's important, otherwise the condition can become chronic. That is, uh, of course, lasting for years or be lifelong. And in some cases, life-threatening. But in the vast majority of cases, infections will be cleared by your immune system and not turn into genital warts, precancer, or cancer. And most HPV infections will clear a few months after infection. So you'll never know you had HPV. In fact, it's around 90% of HPV infections that are thought to clear within a couple of years. So um, importantly, again, though, uh, we do have now HPV vaccination possible, and that vaccine prevents, in particular, most of the HPV strains uh, that are most likely to cause cancers, and certainly those that cause genital warts and cervical cancer, 
and all uh, the great bulk of cervical cancers and all boys and girls should get this as recommended by the CDC and all reputable health organizations. That's a great segue into my last question, which is about um, is HPV preventable and how can someone uh, prevent from getting HPV? Yes. So get vaccinated if you're young, obviously. The HPV vaccine is very safe and effective. It can protect against diseases, including cancers caused by HPV. When, um, if you're given it in the recommended age groups, which you know ideally are um, the preteen years, uh, ages nine to thirteen, it can start at age nine. More often, it's ages twelve to thirteen. Um, 11, 12, 13, but for everyone, certainly through age 26, if not vaccinated already. So um, HPV prevents, uh, a vaccination prevents new HPV infections, but it doesn't treat existing infections or diseases. So that's why the HPV vaccine works best when given before any exposure to HPV. Otherwise, it's not that easy, but you can do several things to lower your chances of getting HPV and the health problems they cause. If you're a woman, get screened for cervical cancer. Routine screening for women age is, well, you can start at age 21. Uh, through age 65 can prevent cervical cancer. And if you're sexually active and not in a long-term monogamous relationship built on trust, use latex condoms the right way every time you have sex. That can lower your chances of getting HPV. HPV can infect areas not covered by a condom, but condoms, uh, even if they're not fully protective, they are often effective. Male condoms and uh, female condoms uh, but female, a few women use female condoms, of course, and data on the protection they afford against HPV are, are still not perfect. But uh, another thing is uh, don't smoke or use smokeless tobacco products. I mean, there are multiple reasons for avoiding tobacco, of course, but uh, avoid um, tobacco products and avoid smoke from other people's cigarettes because they may contribute also to oropharyngeal cancers and you certainly want to avoid that. Wow, this has been such a very informative conversation. And, you know, we've only really begun to scratch the surface of talking about the HPV vaccination. Yes, um, uh, <laughs> true. So true, Mina. And it's such an important thing. But let me ask you this. Would you be willing to record a second podcast sure. as a follow up yes. to this one? Yes, and I think that's important. Absolutely. Perfect. So we'll plan for that. Um, so we'll do a part two of this podcast where we'll discuss kind of the HPV vaccine and recommendations. Good. Sounds like a plan. Good. Yes. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Kulchetsky. I look forward to talking with you again. Thanks. Delighted. Absolutely. Thanks, Mina. And thank you for listening to Population Health Plugin. Mm -hmm.